A woman's heart must be of such a size and no larger, else it must be pressed small, like Chinese feet. Her happiness is to be made as cakes are, by a fixed receipt. George Eliot, Daniel Deronda Grand Court I was winning when I met your gaze. Its persistence made me raise my head then doubt myself. It broke my luck. That was our first encounter. A Saturday in September, towards four in the afternoon. The day still light but cool and fresh. Homburg, so pretty, so dull. Swallows in the eaves of the houses, grapevines on the walls. Little to do but stroll the main street and glance in shop windows at gifts for the rich to give to the rich. Ribbons, perfumes, baubles. Only the long, red, stuccoed buildings in the middle of the street enticed. The Corsal, the town's social hub. Madame von Langen, my second cousin, accompanied me there. Through the great door, another far door opened to a garden. Beyond the garden was a park. Beyond the park, the Taurus mountains wooed with fir, birch, beech and oak. It was a vista that promised escape from the tight little town and my own despair. A vista that suggested good fortune. A vista that deceived. In the gilded Rococo gaming room, naked nymphs cavorted on the ceilings. The players, old, powdered and engrossed, multiplied in the walled mirrors. There was a reverential silence, a sanctity. Red or black, the spin of the wheel, the nasal whine of the croupier. Faites-vous je, mesdames et messieurs? I see now my hand, gloved in pale grey stretching, out to rake gold Napoleons towards me. I was exhilarated, elated. I was twenty, and born to be lucky. My chosen numbers were Mama's birthday, the day I was born, my father's age when he died, thirty-six, the date Mama then married hateful Captain Davilo. That September, at the Corsal, I thought my life might transmute into luck. I began with pittance money, but the more I won, the bolder I became. I felt destined to win a million before the end of play. I was blessed, the most important woman in the room. Then your gaze deflected me, your judgmental eyes. I see that gaze now. It mixed attraction with disdain. Your eyes drew me in but implied I was doing wrong. I was beautiful but flawed, you seem to say. I felt the blood drain from my face. It was the coup de foudre, the start of my unequivocal love for you and your equivocal love for me. Perhaps all that followed I in a moment saw, as if I knew I was to be excluded from where I so desired to belong. I was capricious, reckless, and in need of guidance. I began to lose heavily. My mood plunged, then rose in defiance. I put ten louis on my chosen number. My stake was swept away. I doubled it again and again. It took so little time for the croupier to rake from me the last heap of gold. My eyes burned with exasperation. Madame von Langen touched my elbow and whispered we should leave. In my purse, only four Napoleons remained. As I left, I turned to meet your eyes, which I knew were still on me. My look was defiant. Yours, ironic. Did you respect my daring, my courage to lose?
Mine is a gambling temperament, impulsive, reckless, hopeful. I so wanted the high stakes, the winning chips. To win was to defy the familiarity and fear of loss. Or to court it. It took a punishing journey for me to reach a point of balance between elation and despair. I had fled to the von Langens from horror at home. I stayed with them in their hired apartment. They took scant notice of me. The baron, tall with a white-clipped moustache, liked to sit in the gardens of the Corsal and read the court columns of the Times. Madame von Langen liked to flutter at the tables, though no more than a ten-franc piece on rouge ou noir. That evening after dinner, we returned to the Corsal for the music. I wore a sea-green dress, a silver necklace, a green hat with a cascading pale green feather fastened with a...